many things to be balanced. This here podcast is for a little bit of this and a little bit of that. You never know, we might be talking about spirituality and wellness, relationships, whatever it is that you do to get your money, be it working somewhere, be it running your own thing, be it having a side hustle, it's all good over here. We are getting organized, we are handling our time management better, and we are having fun through it all. Because over here, it's all love, all light, and good vibes only. So, if you are interested in living, laughing, and learning, growing, and glowing, drinking your water, and minding your own business, this is the perfect place for you. Hi, I'm Tiff, and welcome to the Life Unscripted Podcast. Building a brand and operating a business can get a little hectic sometimes. I mean, there's a million things to do and you only have two hands, but not to fret. I've got some goodies for you. I want you to visit organizedenergy.co slash spill the tea. Organizedenergy.co slash spill the tea. I have curated a list of some of the favorite tools and resources that I use as I operate my business that have been amazing for me. They have helped me to save time. They have helped me to build my team. They have helped me to stay connected with my people. And I absolutely love so many of these tools. I want to share them with you and it's free to download. So again, go to Organized Energy co slash spill the tea so that I can help you get started working smarter and not harder. So many of us have heard of the great resignation and many of us have also become aware of people around us might be you that um, has launched your own small business And I want to make sure that I am helping you guys to be equipped with what you need to be successful um, as you go on these journeys. So what we're going to do is to have a small series where I'll be highlighting some of my favorite tools that I use that helps me to run my brand, my businesses a little bit easier. Um, As you know, I recently uh, published a few books and rolled out some new programs um, that will also help you guys um, in your ventures. But going through the process of writing and publishing the books and rolling out the online programming and some of the other tools and resources that I have available to you, I came across some amazing tools that I fell in love with. So I want to introduce them to you. So one by one, as we do this series, I'm going to highlight one category at a time. Just give you a brief um, synopsis and explanation for why I think you should give this particular category of tools and resources um, a try. All right. So that's what we're going to be talking about coming right up. Hey. 
Hey, you guys, and welcome to another edition of the Life Unscripted Podcast by Organized Energy. I'm your girl, Tiff, and um, I am so thankful for you to be here today. Um, have another great show for you. And you guys know if you've been following the, the show for the last almost two years now, it'll be almost two years in a few months, y'all know we usually just do audio. I don't, do, I don't get in front of the camera. <laughs> But this month has been very special to me. Um, I have been able to come out of my box and out of my comfort zone. And I've been meeting some really great people at this camera, you know, so at, on, on these calls here. And they've just been incredible as I've been highlighting, featuring, spotlighting some amazing African-American trailblazers that are doing some good, good work, making positive impact in our world. And so this one here, so I've met a lot of people and done all these uh, lately. So this one's very special. I, I, I Last night, I think as I was apparently, let me get my little tears out now before I even get on the camera with her. <laughs> She's so special to me, you all. Um, to this particular episode's guest, um, the way I met her was so odd. She's the only friend I got that I just picked up off the street. <laughs> literally in the coffee shop <laughs> um, I've met this beautiful lady here at a low time in my life literally I was oh god I see all right here I go <laughs> it was very low time in my life you all and I was coming out of a depression anybody that has ever known me know I just like to do things tight and I like to do things right like I just just the way my grandma raised me that's all I know and uh there was something that was definitely different about me going at this particular period of my life I did not want to do anything I didn't want to get out of the bed I did not want to take a shower I did not want to cook clean I didn't want to do anything that's not like me that's not like me and when God he came to me and he's like, listen, party, party, uh, uh, you know, uh, pity party over. Yeah. Dust off your knees. You are not the first person that this has happened to. You will not be the last. You got some work to do. And um, I just went through this period. God was just healing me from some hurt and some trauma and some sad and bad things that had happened. And I remember I would get up and I said, uh, so I, it would be, and you know, you all seasonal depression is very real. So in the wintertime, especially the winter blues, gray and snow and rain and stuff is real. It makes you, even, you know, and so it was during this time, it was, I think around maybe October or so actually it was kind of getting it, it was transitioning to fall and it was just kind of starting to be some gray days. But even with that, um, I, I promised myself that no matter what, I was going to be a fighter through this period of time. And I don't care if it was gonna be rain, sleet or snow. I was gonna be out there in them streets like the mailman. I'm gonna be out there. And I decided I was gonna to go to the coffee shop and I was going to go there with all my mess, all my baggage, literally and figuratively because over the couple of years that I was in my depression, I had just, I didn't even wanna open up the mail. I didn't want to see what whoever had to say. I didn't want to, I couldn't pay them anyway, whatever it was. And I had, I mean, bags, grocery bags filled with mail, bills, old stuff that I just wouldn't deal with for a couple of years. So I put all this stuff in grocery bags and I, my mother said, you bring that baby over here to me. The other kids are in school and you do whatever you got to do to get yourself together. And I went to this coffee shop that I love so much and I barely had money some days to even get a cup of coffee. 
but I was determined to get my healing. And I went and I took the Lord with me every morning. I would go to this coffee shop, whether I could pay for a cup of coffee or a cup of tea or not, I just needed to get it. I wanted it so bad. And this lady here, she was meeting with a client and um, she was meeting with, she, she, well, she'll tell you what she does, but she was meeting with someone and uh, she sat near me and it was an earshot. And so she's so beautiful. And um, she just had this, this, this light with uh, her countenance. And um, so after her meeting, I was like, excuse me, ma'am. You know, I never really met a stranger and I introduced myself. I said, I can't help. I wasn't meddling, but did I hear you say blah, blah, blah. And we just sat there and she poured out of her heart and into mine. And it just, I have never forgot her. And um, just, it just invited her to church, became a church member at my church. And I just forever, forever, just, just grateful for her and along my journey. So anyway, I said all of that to just to build all that up, but this is none other than Miss Pamela Broadus. She's so beautiful. Y'all see she's beautiful on the outside, but she's beautiful on the inside. So anyway, welcome, 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 welcome. Tiffany. Don't and, now you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> oh my God. And she God has a daughter named Tiffany. Us, <laughs> God just puts us where we're supposed to be, when we're supposed to be. And I didn't know you were broken. I mean, after we talked, I, I understood some of the things you were going through, but you handled it a lot better than what you're what you're saying here. And we connected on a whole nother level and it's now been well, 11 years. Yeah. <laughs> and God ah. is amazing. And when you look back and, you know, you'll hear my story. I'll let you, I'm not going to uh, hijack your podcast, but I just, I adore you and I adore your strength and I, adore, and, and it makes my heart so glad to see where you're at now she saw me <laughs> she saw me uh and just was in a mess I was just in a mess uh I don't even think I saw myself I don't even think I recognized myself many days looking in the mirror <clears throat> and it's just it's just a testament testament and a testimony of how good God is you know, he can take the guttermost, you know, and bring him to be the uttermost. He can take a crooked stick and hit a straight lick. God can, you know, just do so many things. And uh, man, I just, when I just, when I thought about the incredible people that um, were doing incredible things, and let me back up and say, so thinking about that. So what happened for you all, some of you all have watched the other episodes during this series, and some of you are just coming in on this one. So just real quick to say what happened and how this even happened, me even having any of these conversations was a couple of weeks ago, I received an email from an office park um, in my area. And um, I, when I moved, I relocated out here to the coast uh, three years ago, uh, just still a part of my healing journey. And um, God just, you know, sometimes before elevation has to be separation. And um, so God just kind of called me away and let me do more healing and more work. And um, 
but in that, so I, when I moved here a few years ago, I just wanted to subscribe to, you know, just be a part of the professional community, meet friends, find out what's going on. So I, you know, who knew it was going to be a pandemic to come up, come upon us. But um, so I, I got on some mailing lists so I can stay in the know. So one of these office parks that kind of keep things going with the professionals in our area emailed me um, and they, uh, they said what they're going to be doing for Black History Month. And, uh, and as if you've heard me say this before, just, you know, uh, humor me because I know that some of you all are following the whole series. And so I've said it before, but like I've said in previous episodes with Black History Month as a child, all I ever saw was the doom, the gloom, the, we just were, you know, the, the, the narrative. And I want to offer, um, as somebody uh, that I've chatted with recently said, they want to offer a counter narrative to the narrative that's been fed. And so the narrative had been that we were slaves. That's it. That's all. No history. No story. That's it. We just slaves. That's all. And um, and so you know that's all we knew. That's all I knew as a child. I would just see like that it would be black and black and white, and it would be the little the little movies, the biographies or whatever of Ruby Bridges, of Martin, Dr. Martin Luther King, this you know assassination. You know we would look at Sounder. We would look at Roots. We would look at Color Purple. We would look at and it, you know, Jim Crow stuff, the March on White, it would be all of that. And it would just be a reminder of how badly our people have been treated. And here we are supposed to celebrate this during the shortest month of the year. And it just, for me, seemed like it was traumatic to look at as a kid. And that was all we would see. That's all I would know, remember to see. And uh, we would just have the same little three, four, five household names that we would learn about. And that was all. And as an adult, it just, I just didn't really, it didn't phase me. You know, I'm glad we have something, but it just wasn't anything, you know. And this year I said, uh-uh, sis, God has brought you from a mighty, 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 mighty long way. And when they say that we are our ancestors' wildest dreams, we are. Yeah. We come from a lineage of kings and queens, architects of civilizations, as I've said in previous episodes. We just aren't, just can't be put in this box of just the 400 year worth of history that y'all want to keep feeding us and reminding people. And that's what people think we are. We're more than that. And we, you know, and so all that being said, when I got this email and I said, well, girl, you know, they got all these featured speakers coming up and they're going to be doing all these things through the month. Uh, well, what about you? What are you? How come you ain't on that list? You know, how come you haven't lent yourself, your services to these people to be a part of what they can do and use in the community to tell black stories in a positive light? And what are you doing as your brand? What is your brand doing to celebrate black history? And all those things kind of got to, I got to thinking, I said, we're going to change it because guess what? We used to not, it was illegal for us to know how to read in this country. Now we were doing all kinds of things back home, but in this country, it was illegal to even know how to read. You sure not been not being able to write and you couldn't go to school. Wasn't no, you know, so to be the author and have the publishing company, that's something that our ancestors would have never thought of. You know, they would have never dreamt of. And to, to do that, you are part of Black History, Tiff. You don't give yourself enough credit of where God's brought you from. And when I thought about that, I said, well, what about others? There's other good stuff going on out here. And it just kind of got me thinking. I said, well, if we're holding, we as Black people, we're holding uh, other communities accountable. We want equity and we want this and that. But what about us? What are we doing to celebrate us? Yeah. What are we doing to uplift us 
and to be positive and loving towards each other in our own community because sometimes we don't have that going on either and so I said well what am I doing to contribute to it and that's where this series came from so I said I'm gonna go in my little LinkedIn Rolodex and I'm gonna find some folks that's doing some good in the hood and we're gonna highlight them because they are worthy of being highlighted because we are black history in the making and uh, we're making positive impact and people should know about that part that that's not televised like all the other things and so that's what got all this going so that being said would you tell us miss pamela what is that you do professionally what is it that you do what, what's your role and I, I think your audio is a little down so if you want to okay i can hear you but it was just kind of minimally okay that's as loud as it gets is that better okay you're good you're good yeah. okay so okay. tell us about splendid i am in a professional event planner or event manager um just to back up a little uh i am living my dream this was my passion i spent 30 years in corporate america and i share this with tiffany right when we met and um for 30 years i worked for someone else building their dream and I say in 2007, and when you talk about God creating separation and making you move outside of your comfort zone, in 1995, I went through divorce and um, I had a five-year-old and I had a, a daughter in high school, a senior in high school, and um, God opened doors for me to move. And I moved to Indianapolis. And we were there for 15 years. And while I was there in 2007, I say I lost my mom, my sister, and my job. And I went through the same type of depression that you went through. Um, and then when I, when I was laid off from my job, I was glad because I needed a break. And so I was out for six months. And during that six months, I found myself and I volunteered at my daughter's school and I did these things and um, I got another job that lasted 18 months and then I found myself laid off again and that was you know like I had worked continuously for 25 years without getting laid off and then now I find myself in 18 months I've been laid off twice and that was the point when God said it's time for you to go back home that five-year-old that I had then was now a freshman in college and the uh, guy said, it's time for you to go back home. And so I was networking to get back here. And I always, I was in healthcare and mortgage banking. I did that for about five years. I did healthcare for, on the insurance side for 25 years. And uh, in networking to get back here, but I always did events on the side. That was always, my dream was to be then a wedding planner, I thought. And so I would always do all these events. We even started a, a little company with one of my friends in Indianapolis uh, called Magical Moments. And so we would, we would do these events on the side. And in networking to get back here, a friend of ours um, was working with Derby Festival at the time and I was on their committee. And uh, she was like, I can help you get another job. You have a degree, you have plenty of experience, but I know your passion is event planning. And I literally transitioned back here, moved back here, stayed with my sister. I still owned a house in Indianapolis. Um, and during 2009, 2010, during that year, I'd slowly moved back here. But 
Tiffany, I was on unemployment and literally I say Splendid Events was birthed out of necessity because I had to do something and God opened doors for me to do that something that I absolutely love. Next month will be 12 years full time. So incredible. Yes. And now that's daughter that uh, that five-year-old that was in college when I started the business is now my business partner and has been working with me for 10 years and so we and she's so beautiful and she's just gorgeous she looked like her mama she's so beautiful amazing just had a birthday Uh, she just had a birthday so she turned 32 and she just she thinks a lot like me I have two daughters and uh, they both work in the business from time to time. Candace has another job, but she works with us on certain events. But Lauren is literally an extension of me <laughs> when, when it comes to running the business and thinking like I do and strategic planning and all those things that we do to make sure that all these events that God has blessed us with is perfectly executed. Um, I am so thankful. I'm so thankful. It is because when in business, one thing in business is we can be the bottleneck to our own business, our own success. Um, because a lot of times in business, it's hard to trust someone with your baby. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, so we want to do it all. We want to have our hands in every pot. Um, and sometimes in the beginning and the bootstrapping phases, that's necessary just because of resources you're working with, you know, hate to say limited resources because we serve yeah. a God that has unlimited resources. <laughs> well, I hate to use, I want to choose my words wisely and not necessarily we have limited resources, but what we, what we see, we work on what, what, what we see is seem a little challenging. So we, so we try mm-hmm. to do it all. Um, and one of the biggest things is being able to trust somebody that can come in and just help you a little bit. And so, um, it is such a blessing to be able to have your baby, your daughter, to be your business partner, you know, to, to work with you. You can trust her, obviously, you know, and a lot of times with my daughter, um, I've had assistants, I've had interns, I've had people to come along and do things. I've built my team and then I'm like, oh, this is not working and you're not getting the vision, you know, it's not where, you know, and, uh, but my baby, I usually, I typically, you know, I lean on her a lot to have her execute, you know, um, like you, I've got, you know, two young adults, then I have an (laughs) eight-year-old. So here I go. Uh, So, and then I got one, he's almost through high school at this point, but um, so he's almost a little young adult. He's not there just yet. Uh, And so, but with my oldest, you know, and especially out here on the coast, you know, having moved like you relocated and trying to figure life out, Um, she's been my right hand, you know? And so it's just been an incredible journey just there. And I want to correct that because I, you know what? So you post a lot with Lauren, a lot, obviously, because you do a lot. A lot. I post a lot with Tiffany, too. Tiffany is actually our cousin. She okay, and, Lauren, and I'm thinking like, it was your daughter. So I'm like, she's they look alike. And yes, I'm like, wait no, a minute. They she look alike. Wait a minute. And I know that I've seen Lauren Broadus. I've seen her name now that and I you, know you say it. So then yes. I was like, and Candace, you know, you post... And so I sit there, I said, wait a minute, where did I get Tiffany? Because I could have sworn she got daughter named Tiffany. Tiffany has been with us for 10 years also. So we are a family business. Um, When we first started, it was actually me, my brother, and my sister. They were my silent partners or uh, my partners in the very beginning. 
And, uh, you know, I lost my brother last year. That's a whole nother thing. And I don't want to go there. But my sister, um, Paula, is still uh, has a little ownership in the company. She is still a, one of our silent partners. But um, yes, so when you see us do events, it, Lauren and I are the brains behind it, but we have a whole team that makes it happen. I mean, some of our events, uh, you know, we may have 10 people working. So it, but we have been blessed to have that same core, the same six or seven people we can pull from for every event. And so I am just thankful that A, they put up with me and Lauren <laughs> and we have a good time. We have a good time and, and, you know, we know that we're only as good as the people that we surround ourselves with. We have amazing, amazing, amazing vendors, our business partners that we work with during the pandemic. Um, you know, the bottom dropped out March 13th, 2020. We had just finished two of the largest events that we do, uh, one for Leadership Louisville, and we had done one for National Association of Women Business Owners the first week in March. The second week, we were celebrating 10 years in business. We were gonna have this big event. Lauren and I have been guest speakers for uh, one of the networking groups that we're on the board for. And had just, and then March 13th, I mean, we had a great, great, great year lined up. But our plan is not always God's plan. So on March 13th, when everything shut down, that our business stopped, like, you know, like, and um, I say I cried for a few weeks and I'm like, you know, God had had saw fit for us to have a cushion. And so we were able to survive until we could get assistance. And, um, you know, I, I had one of those days where I was like, uh, I'm done. I put so much into this and now we can't do anything and da da da. And Lauren said, no, you're not. No, you're not, mom. You work too hard for this. You're not done. And then a friend of mine, Tawana Bain, sent me a note. The next morning I woke up and I had a note from her and it said, so when are you going to start Socially Splendid? And we had talked about doing a virtual arm. And literally we went um, online. She helped us set up the, that company, the website, everything for the, the virtual arm. And we started doing all types of research and stuff and to figure out how to produce virtual events. We got with our production partners. They literally built us a studio in their warehouse where we uh, put together virtual events. And that got us through COVID. And we still do some like hybrid events if, if we have a client that does is not comfortable with going in person or doing what we call a live event. And we still can work out of that, you know, studio. So it, it gave us a whole nother, we went back, Lauren and I went and got our digital event strategist certification. So we learned all different platforms and stuff that we could do virtually or digital, digitally. And so it is just amazing. I mean, the, it's taken us to a whole nother level and I'm just thankful. 
Now, I, you, listening to you, I mean, I, I just, ha, huh, it's such a treat for me. So I've got a couple of things I want to ask you. Uh, so I've got two questions. It's loaded. So you can just kind of do one and then the other. One, for someone that may be listening, because uh, we have the audio version of this episode, and then we'll have the visual, the, the, the video. But for someone who's watching or listening, and in a position where either they have to survive, so they got to do something, um, or they're just not happy and they know that they're not living or working within the, within, in alignment with their assignment. You know, you know, you built for something different and you're doing something you're not happy with right now. So whether you're doing it out of necessity or just because you need the piece of doing what you need to be doing, give us as a businesswoman, tell us what would be the first few steps you'd give someone. What do you do to get started um, in business? You know, and my next question is going to be, how do you pull yourself out of a rut? Because we both share a similar experience with coming out of the, you know, and I can go on and on and on about these forever because I'm just so passionate. <laughs> but I want you to tell us both of those. Give, help somebody that's watching this come out, of, give them, get them started. The first thing is um, research. You know, it's okay to like, I, I love, love, love events. So for me, it's been like ingrained in me, like my whole life. I, I coordinated my first wedding when I was like 21 and it was at my home church in Peewee Valley um, years and years ago, you know, and it was just like, I had no clue what I was doing for real, but I, um, I I'm a, I'm in, I, my uh, background is product development and project management. So in product development, I, I my job at Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kentucky when um, right out of college was to create new products for the insurance companies. And so part of it was just doing that research. And then I learned to write business plans and all that. But the first thing that I think, if you have an idea, or if you don't, even if you if you'd like, I like to do certain things, but I'm not sure that's what I want to do to make a living doing it. First of all, find a, somebody that you can shadow that's in that industry. Or I depended also on the Small Business Administration. And so I went there and I never will forget, Tony Sears was there. And she Shaka. literally- yeah. Shaka Cardell, AKA. Yes. Yes, my church yes. member. Yeah, or okay. former now. Awesome, awesome, awesome. She was one of those people that literally helped me put the pieces together. Like I had this idea in my head, but to to help me think about is this really where I want to go? And then I went for broke. I always say you don't have to know everything; you just have to know where to find it. Mm -hmm. And that, and then networking like network 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 Big. network finding like you found me in the coffee shop and <laughs> I was able to to talk to you about my vision where I wanted to go what I was doing I was probably like so excited because I think I was meeting with a wedding client at you the was yes you that was, was our <laughs> biggest block of business when I started weddings was like our thing we did wedding shows and wedding shows and more wedding shows and consultations and you know that was that was where I started um, we do very few weddings now. We still do them, but that's a small part of our business. But I just say, 
find somebody that is in that industry that you're trying to get into and you know can i can i just shadow you can i see what you're doing a lot of times we have not because we ask not and so the my friend that um introduced me uh, or that I, I had it was somebody that was in HR that was helping me network to get back here she actually introduced me to an event planner that was that had since retired but Penny was amazing and she's the one that told me oh my god you'll be wonderful you just need a laptop an LLC an accountant and you know and that's the other thing is even though you're a small business, you still have to pay attention to the dollars. Now, when I say that, I say, you know, we're infamous for, especially as black entrepreneurs, we want to, we want to start this business, but we don't want to claim it on our taxes. Well, you gotta, you know, if you're going to have a viable business, you have to show where you're making income. And over the years, they should get better and better and better. But you, you know, somebody told me, keep doing what you're doing, keep doing what you you love, and one day you'll look up and say, I'm making money. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I don't, I don't follow the dollar. I follow my passion. You know, so literally, I just spoke with someone, and they said the same thing. They don't go after the money; they go after the passion. It's so yeah. funny that you said that um, I had a chat earlier and, and that is one of the things that she said and it is so true but you know what I think that I think that our millennials are getting it because they're just changing what the yeah. workplace even looks like yeah. they showing up at networking events. Yeah. Yeah. in their authentic selves you know yeah. you might see some you know it might be that you used to see suit and tie or Lisa you know uh, Oxford in a tie whatever and they're coming with you know, whatever, dreads, piercings, color hair, da, 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 and don't question them because they still know what they're, what they're doing. They know their stuff as a professional. They're changing, you know, benefit packages. You know, they're requiring to be able to have so many days off or to be able to work remotely or whatever. So they're, you know, the way you dress, the way we look at business casual attire. I mean, the millennials are getting it. Um, but there are many people um, who, who they stay where they, feel like they they're not happy but they stay just feeling like it's out of necessity um they stay for the dollar they stay for a different view of what success is, looks like for them you know mm -hmm. for people like us and we're passionate here's the thing about here's the gift the blessing in not having the blessing in hitting what you might would call the rock bottom mm -hmm. coming up maybe uh with parents that really maybe not been able to provide what you would like you know the thing about that is when you've been raised like that, you ain't scared and not have nothing because you know what it's like to not have nothing. I was raised you know, by have nothing. anything, you know, have yeah. anything. So I'll yeah. put it, you know, correct uh, uh, terminology there. But uh, so when you are used to that, then you ain't afraid. You ain't got nothing to lose. You already ain't never had nothing to lose. You know what I mean? And so um, with that being said, then you're more, more apt to be willing to take a chance on yourself. Mm -hmm. um, people that want to live a certain lifestyle that they would call success. For me, success is peace, joy, all the things that money could never buy. You know what I mean? But for some where it's the car, the zip code they live in, the kind of house, the clothes, this, for the, you know, it's harder to walk away to, from something that doesn't bring them joy. 
Um, and a lot of times then they are out of alignment with their assignment. When you don't follow the money, but you follow your passion, like you said, eventually you'll turn a profit. Um, if you've got to do that on meager means, you know, you, you, you still win because you're waking up and you see what you're doing as I get to do this today. I get to do this today. Not I have to do this today. It makes all the difference when you are living on purpose. It's really even when you're living on purpose, in purpose, it is hard to, you know, we talk about work-life balance. Mm -hmm. It almost is no work-life balance because what you're doing is you love it. It's like you would do it for free. It's just it's like a, you want yes. to, you love yes. it. And people around you that don't understand that say you work too much. You need to take a break. You need to slow down. You don't do, they don't understand that I am just fine because God gave me something to love. I love this. I don't mind to do it on the weekends or in the evenings. It's not an out of balance of my work-life thing. It's, it's, it is my life. I'm working, I'm walking in the way that God gave me. I'm walking, I'm operating in my gift and you don't turn your gift off and on, you know, but when you work a nine to five that you, in a not to knock anybody working nine to five, people got, we got to do that. I understand. I'm not knocking that. Whatever you're doing, well. don't have to be, you know, uh, when you're doing it out of what you feel like you just have to, you know, you, I think that's where you tend to maybe possibly lose your joy. You're going in there uh, grumbling because you don't really want to be there. You know what I mean? So I love it that you said that you don't follow the dollar. You follow your passion. I hope that that's a point. That's a whole entire boulder, a rock, a gym or whatever that you dropped on us. And I hope that God, whoever's listening and watching like writes that so down. It's a whole thing right there. Yes. He is so amazing. And that's what you're right. You don't mind working 24 seven. You know, now there's days they're like, okay, I'm tired. I'm done. Yeah. But there, you know, and you're right. So many of my friends is like, why well, you just work all the time? And I could talk about it all the time because I get so excited. Yes. Uh, yes. And there's not a lot of people there. There are, we are in the minority when it comes to people that actually get to live in their passion and in their purpose. Um, I don't take it lightly. I wake up in the morning. I thank God that I can walk down the hall and come in here and create things. And I go out and I meet with clients and we talk about their vision. And then when we see it come to life, it's the biggest fulfilling joy. Gosh. I mean, it's just a whole nother on a whole nother level. It is. I want to say to whoever's listening or watching, this is so important because you said it and it made me it just made me think of something. I need, I would love for whoever's because this show is about being better, like learn just being better. And I want I hope that somebody that's listening or watching, if you would get this um, to let go of your fear, because fear is what holds you back. Fear is a fear Good. of not right. knowing how the way will right. be made. Yeah. It yes. will hold you back and it'll hold you in that thing or that relationship, that friendship, that situation, the job. It'll hold you back in things that weren't really meant for you or that you've outgrown. But fear of what it's like, you know, the children of Israel, when they sent the spies over to the promised land mm -hmm. and they came back and said that the, the land is filled with their giants over there, you know, and they scared. And they were afraid to walk into their promised land because it just seems so scary. 
Um, but the thing about it is, you know, I heard Pastor Mike Todd out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, Transformation Church. Mm -hmm. He said this. I love how he put this. He said, you know, think about when, you know, you go to McDonald's and you and you tell somebody or your kids or whoever, go and get something off the menu. And, you know, they they get, they want this and that, the apple pie, the ice cream, the milkshake, the, they want the extra fried, the blah, blah, blah. Now, wait a minute. I ain't order all that. I said, wait a minute. We getting the Big Mac meal and we going on. Now, I ain't saying, do I, I didn't order all that. So if you're going to get all that, that's going to be on you. Uh -huh. I will pay for what I, what I told you to order. Right. And so he said, he used that analogy when it comes to God. And he said, God, he said, when it comes to God, he said, he always pays for what he ordered because we know the order, the, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by God. Mm -hmm. So when he orders it, he pays for it where he guides, he provides always. our need is out when God, when we're in the will of God, and not to turn this into a sermon, but this is so good, y'all. Our need, God sees it. He knows all about it. And right when we need it, he will send the provision. Girl, I'm telling you. The provision. Always. 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 You're talking to two sisters that's been <laughs> down at the bottom. I'm telling you, God, he, the Bible says that I never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor his seed begging for bread. That's so true. We doing so Tiffany doing. We we're talking two salaries. We're talking business expenses. We're talking all this that has to continue. Yeah. And we did not miss a meal. No. Meal. No. We didn't miss a beat. We got he, babies looking up to you, depending on you. They depending oh. on mama to make a way. Mama's depending on God to make a way. It ain't God even what am I going to do? It's God, what are you going to do about this? Because what can I do? You know, when we're faithful yes. doing what we're supposed to do. He just makes a way, but he's waiting on us to take a step. Just take yeah. a step. Just do the one and thing, trust you know? And trust him. And, and trust him. And this conversation earlier today and you know one of the things you had asked for was some nuggets to leave behind and one yeah. of those was to think big yes we put ourselves in these boxes and to think that I could make a living a good living doing what I love who would have thought who would have thought when I was going through you know, raising two kids, 12 years apart, <laughs> literally like, you know, the single mother, the, you know, but he, you know, I had wanted to do this years ago, but I wasn't ready. He yeah. let me, he, he gave me the foundation, the business foundation, because that's the other part of it. Can I plan an event? Absolutely. Like I can go in, we can go in a room, look at it, say, okay, we can do this, 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 and this. We got, you know, but you have to be able to run your business. Yes. yes. And that's the part where I see a lot of entrepreneurs fail. Yep. Like they might be a good baker, or a good cook, mm -hmm. a good, but they don't know how to handle their business. I was mm -hmm. talking to a young lady the other day that had, made she told me three hundred thousand dollars last year but she didn't send out any 1099s to all these people that had worked for her so i'm like that's 
you can't take that on because now the taxes are going to kill you. But if you don't have anybody that's minding that piece, we have a business coach um, because uh, about three years ago, I realized I had taken the business as far as I knew how with the resources that I was working with. So we hired a business coach and she's been with us now for about three years. And she is <clears throat> amazing, but she holds our feet to the fire. We talk about, you know, when it comes to finances and strategic plans, and we meet with her every Monday. And every Monday we go through like, okay, so what'd you do this week? Did you do, you know, yeah, you know, you had certain assignments. Did you get them done? And sometimes it'll be like, well, we just didn't have time. And other times it's like, okay, we did this, 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 and this. So what, you know, so she challenges us to be better and to be more and to, and, you know, so now we've, we've seen our contracts, you know, I say, you know, I went from 500 to 5,000 to 25,000. I mean, you know, so God is so amazing, but you got to think beyond today. That's right. I love the nuggets you have shared. I want to respect your time. So the other thing was just kind of what do you do if you're in a rut? Because right now, a lot of people are in ruts. They may be going through depression, just the times that we're in. And, you know, they, we used the first year of so COVID, you heard all the time, in these uncertain times. You know, you heard that a lot. But, you know, so people are in, in different mental spaces and places right now. Help us, what were your tools? If you gave us top three things that you would do if you felt like you were in a rut, how could you, how do what, what could someone do to kind of help come out of that? My first thing is I depend on God. So my spiritual peace uh, or my spiritual connection. Um, that brought me out. If I can press my way to church, that's the strength. That's where I get mine. Um, you know, I, I'm thankful for family and I'm thankful for, you know, those close connections. But honestly, they, a lot of times when you're as low as we got, you can't do it yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's when, you know, I tell people that's when God carries you. Yes. Uh, journaling helps. Because yes. then when you journal, you can go back and you can look at where you were at and look at where you are. And that says, if God can get me through that, he can get me through anything. Because when, when my brother died this past year, that was probably the hardest because we were exactly a year apart. We actually were, are the same age for one day, you know, so we grew up like twins. So that one um, knocked all the wind out of me. But again, I had to go back and I had to pull from my spiritual side and I had to find a word. Uh, Our pastor show sermon on Sunday was when strong people break and we will break and we do break. If you get a chance, if you have it, go back and look at it because again, you know, you got to keep the communication going, you know, so somebody and God will put those people around you that need to be around you at that point. Like you pressed your way to the coffee shop. You got to get up, you got to get dressed and just go. You don't even have to do anything in particular, just 
be around people. You can't, you know, I, what, what I find and what I draw so much strength from is like-minded people and networking. Uh, I, I am, we are huge in the networking thing because when you, you draw that energy from those other people or from like-minded people or successful people, or even people that are, you know, we had a networking, uh, I belong to Network of Entrepreneurial Women have, have since the beginning, 10 years mm -hmm. ago, years ago. And there was a young lady last night that was at our monthly meeting and it was her first networking event. And she said, I almost left. When people started coming in, I almost left because I thought I was out of my league. Mm. And, and she's like, but I'm so glad I stayed. Yes. And so it's like, take that first step. Yes. That's all I say is take that first step. If you put one foot, if you take one, believe me, God's going to carry you 10. Yes, indeedy. I am a witness. I thank you so much for all of this. This is just such an incredible, incredible chat. I was just looking forward to it. I just was looking forward to it. Oh, I um, love you. So anyway, I, I just love to see what God has done with you all these years since we first met. And uh, oh, man, it's just been beautiful to see. So I thank you so much for your time. Now, will you please let everyone know how can they find you, how they can support you, follow, do anything at all, what links or whatever. Um, uh, on uh, our website is splendideventsllc.org. Uh, you will get more current and up-to-date information. I'm a big Facebooker. So on Facebook, Splendid Events LLC. Make sure that you have the one in Kentucky because there's one in Louisiana, I think. But Splendid Events LLC. Um, and then um, I'm also on Instagram, uh, Events by Pamela. So um, Facebook, LinkedIn, LinkedIn, Splendid Events, LLC. Uh, Pam at SplendidEventsLLC.org is my email. Um, phone, 502-608-5434. We will call you back. For people that might be interested in your services, who who would be great for you? People that need like book launch events, you know, what for your virtual arm, what or for your digital arm, who who might be able to utilize you? Who are you? Who oh, yeah. All need? Right, so it's fundraising, nonprofit um, events is our biggest niche, nonprofit fundraising events. Okay. Um, but book launches, we did uh, just a fabulous book launch last year. And uh, actually, they had a publisher out of L.A. And our event ended up being better than theirs. So. Yay! <laughs> you know what? When I published my books, I didn't do anything. I just went back to work. It was like I dropped that baby. And like, I got to get back to work. I still got more stuff to do. I didn't even do a book launch event. Like I literally just kept working and I needed to celebrate myself. So maybe I will. I need to, I need to get with you on that because I, I didn't. And honestly, I'm cool with people. Don't fool with people. <laughs> no, but you if I know anybody, I would invite. Like, I don't know if I have yeah, not letting people know what you're doing. I we are we bank certified. So that's the Women Business Enterprise Corporation. And um, for the Ohio River Valley area, we are actually coordinating their regional conference for the next three years. 
Oh, they are fun. They are fun. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. It's in Cincinnati in August. We have uh, fundraising events, walks. We do the Urban League, Louisville Urban League, Derby okay. Gala, their annual meetings, the um, weddings, private events, birthday parties. We we even did a virtual wedding. I mean, you know, it was like sure. the neatest thing. Um, you know, people didn't want to come together, so we did it in the studio, and it was just, like, amazing. But we do... Anything that needs to be coordinated. We worked with a, a medical device company last year that wanted to put out uh, information about their company, and they were actually based out of California. And okay. so uh, we worked with them um, to put the videos and just make sure that everything flowed. So okay. anything, we, our job is to make sure that you have everything in place to, for, to have a successful event. We handle all the event logistics. I, I, I said, I wanted you to put that plug in because I wanted anyone that might think it might be you listening or watching that you might could utilize her services. Please do. She is really the cream of the crop and mm -hmm. um, just does great work. Just visit her, her pages and you'll see. So anyway, I want to thank you all for tuning in for this edition of the Life Unscripted Podcast. And as I try to remind you, um, I love you. God love loves you, you most. He loves love you best. You but I want I so you, proud of you to make sure that you love you. So with all that being said, I thank you so much and tune in for the next one. All right. Love and light. Peace and blessings to you. All right. It is awesome to listen to my show. But wouldn't it be amazing if you could launch your very own Go from listening to launching when you pick up my new book called Is This Thing On? The Super Simple Guide to Planning, Launching, and Scaling Your Podcast. And of course, it was written by a podcaster for new and aspiring podcasters. Think of it as business strategy meets podcasting 101 so yeah anyone can launch a podcast that's the easy part but not everyone understands the business and brand strategy behind operating a podcast be it if you're doing it just for yourself and for pleasure as a hobby or if you're doing it to get more eyes on your brand either way this book this project is for you visit organizedenergy.co slash shop again organizedenergy.co backslash shop i've got some goodies for you i want you to visit organizedenergy.co slash spill the tea organizedenergy.co slash spill the tea i have curated a list of some of the favorite tools and resources that i use as I operate my business that have been amazing for me. They have helped me to save time. They have helped me to build my team. They have helped me to stay connected with my people. And I absolutely love so many of these tools. I wanna share them with you and it's free to download. So again, go to organizedenergy.co slash spill the tea so that I can help you get started working smarter and not harder. 
again. And as always, I want to thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate the fact that you shared your time with me. That's number one. Number two, I always tell you guys as I close out my show that I love you. I remind you that God loves you. And I want you to make sure that you love you. Okay? I love you. God loves you. I want to make sure that you love you. Now, if you enjoyed this show and what you heard today, I ask that you do me a favor as my bestie. Would you please go over to Apple Podcasts, to Spotify, and um, wherever else you listen that has the opportunity for you to rate and review. I would love for you to rate the show and to leave a meaningful review. I want to make sure that you also have subscribed to the show and that you will share it with someone that you think would really enjoy it like you do. Okay, I truly appreciate you. I really do love you. And I cannot wait for you to join me again on the next episode. Have the absolute best week ever.